Repentance leads to seeing Jesus. That's what I heard in our gospel story this morning. As John was declaring Jesus to be the Lamb of God, the one who would take away the sin of the world, John said that he came baptizing so that Jesus would be revealed to Israel. Now, John came with a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And his doing so led to Jesus being revealed as God's son after he was baptized by John. This baptism of repentance led to a revelation of Jesus, seeing him as more than a carpenter's son, but as the son of God who has saved the world from their sins. For us, repentance also then leads to seeing Jesus and being guided by the light of Jesus. Without which, without Jesus, we're fumbling in the dark. Now, we may not feel like we're fumbling in the dark. We are often guided, after all, by our own lights. One of which is the light of some truth that we may hold. Guided by our own lamps of truth, then it's little wonder that we end up fumbling in the dark. Especially considering how vitriolic our lamps of truth have been as of late. Thinking about politics, our lamps of truth have become increasingly caustic. We know we're right. Even if we're not completely sure of our own correctness, then we at least know that the other side is absolute, other side is absolutely completely wrong. And that vitriol in our certainty leads us, leaves us fumbling in the dark. But Jesus is the light of the world. The light of God, as we're told in the first chapter of John, and we're told that Jesus came with grace and truth. Jesus came with truth, and we tend to hold on to that truth as best we understand it, especially when we're fumbling in the dark. But even more than the truth of Jesus, when we're fumbling in the dark, we need the light of Jesus' grace. Jesus' grace didn't demand total understanding of truth from people. Jesus spent a lot of time with people who certainly didn't seem to have truth wrapped up particularly well. He was called friend of sinners. And as such, he didn't hit them over the head with truth. He had dinner with them. When he saw people fumbling in the dark, Jesus gave them grace and love to be their light, along with truth. Jesus came with grace to see us as fumbling in the dark as well, doing our best as we walk along the well-worn paths of our lives, which we're often not even guided by light anymore, but simply by repetition. Following the same old paths, the same old ways that we follow with our eyes closed. Ways that don't lead anywhere good, but ways which we know so well that they just feel right. Jesus came with grace enough to give us light so that when we repent, when we turn from those well-worn paths to a new path, we have light to follow in the way of Jesus. Back in high school, I believed I was following in the way of Jesus. I'd grown up a Christian my whole life, and I knew as a young man, I knew nothing but the truth. 
I knew about the gospel. I knew about Jesus. He was the truth. And that was that. So at times back in high school, I ended up following a particular path. A path called moral superiority and mocking of liberals with various morally unacceptable people in the guise of righteously upholding Jesus and Christian values. It felt like truth. It was really just bullying. Then my views on various things changed over the years. Various truths changed, but I still believed in Jesus. In my late teens and early 20s, I began to repent of the ways that I had been walking, so certain of my truth that I could denigrate others for not holding the same truth. And then in in seminary, I found myself agreeing with some of the more liberal views on several issues, especially the hot-button issues of the time. I was sickened, however, at how the opposing views, views which I had previously held, were not really welcome on campus. The goal of Virginia Theological Seminary was for all views to be welcome, but in practice, VTS was following the same path that I had followed back in high school, though at VTS it was called intellectual superiority and mocking of conservative views and various morally unacceptable beliefs in the guise of love and respect for all people. It felt like truth to those on that path. It was really just bullying. Those of us who have been on that path, the path of assumed truth without grace, believe our own views to be right and offward little or no grace to those with opposing views. And when I have been on that path, I've been blinded. I knew where I wanted to go. I knew the end. I knew what was right, where we should all, I assumed, as a society go. But getting there, I was fumbling in the dark, the blind leading the blind. Repenting of that certainty, repenting of that truth without grace, I found myself less certain about where I was going but more confident in how I was getting there, guided by the light of Jesus. And over the past week, I realized that I again needed to repent from walking that same well-worn path of self-righteous supposed truth without grace. My supposed truth without grace was the belief that the wrong candidate had won the presidential election. Sorry. I wasn't really excited about Hillary, but I was so turned off by Trump's rhetoric and seeming character flaws. I knew I was on the right and the other side was wrong. And then I finally really listened to my cousin who was a Trump supporter. And I realized how self-righteous I had been in my supposed truth. Supposed truth without grace and bullying of the other side had become my path once again, and I was wrong. And I needed to repent of that path and let the light of Jesus be revealed to me once again. My less than stellar views of our president-elect haven't changed. But I can hold those views more lightly. Because I very well may be wrong. He may be exactly what this country needs. 
More importantly, having repented of the path of supposed truth without grace, I can follow Jesus again when he says to his disciples, come and see. Rather than be deaf to his invitation or too caught up in thinking myself right even to care. In supposed truth without grace, I was blind to Jesus all around me. I was blind to Jesus in people all around me. I was wrong, and I needed to repent of that path. And I'm guessing I'm not the only one on both sides of this deal. Here's what I think now regarding the election. And I say this because of all of those whom I have seen struggling with the decisions or the reactions of those on the other side. The truth without grace of people that I've seen on both sides. People made the best choices they could with the information they had and the information in which they were able to believe. And folks on both sides of this thing have been asking, how could you possibly have voted for the other candidate knowing this terrible thing about them? In other words, how could you possibly have been so stupid? How could you possibly have been so immoral? as to vote for the other candidate. It's pretty much the sentiment I've heard from people on both sides of this thing. Now, not wanting the other candidate to win is pretty normal. But good gracious, it seems like an awful lot of people on both sides of this have viewed the other candidate as the latest incarnation of Satan. Some have even thought that that comparison gave Satan a bad name. How could either side vote for a candidate who seemed so horribly flawed to the other side? Well, it's really kind of simple. Our brains will only allow us for so much cognitive dissonance, so much distance between what we believe and what we see and do, because we don't always do exactly what we believe, right? And so our brains end up jettisoning jettisoning some bad information or assuming some bad information to be false so that our brains can handle and align what we do with what we believe. We've got differences of policy, sure, but folks were fearfully and strongly against Trump because of things that he had said and done or reportedly done. And they saw a particular character emerge from the information given, a character which they felt could not be supported, even if they believed in his policy. Folks who were against Hillary saw a similarly deficient character emerge based on what Hillary had said or done or reportedly done, a character which they could not support even if they agreed with some of her policy. Both groups did the best they could with the information they had. And assuming, oh, well, then you just don't even care about this because you voted for... No! Folks did the best they could with what they had. And both groups had to ignore or gloss over or explain away some of the more troubling aspects of each candidate's character. We need to be able to see each other with a little more grace than we have been in the last three to six months. Regarding the truth of either candidate and the soundness of a vote for either, we were all fumbling in the dark. Doing our best with limited knowledge of truth. We have incomplete truth and we can't have anything but incomplete truth. But grace, on the other hand, we can have in abundance. 
And grace, on the other hand, we can give in abundance. Many are wanting us to come together as a people in this nation, for us to come together as the body of Christ, and we need to. We need to give each other grace with our competing incomplete truths. Grace enough to say, I truly believe you were doing the best you could. That's some grace we could offer each other about 99% of the time. 0.999% of the time. I truly believe you were doing the best you could. Otherwise, whether it's this issue or any other issue where we think we know that we are right and we end up walking the well-worn paths that feel like truth but are really just bullying When we're on those paths, no matter how certain we are, we're blind. Our paths lighted only by the darkness of certainty and truth without grace. And those paths end up leaving us fumbling in the darkness of bullying the other. Repenting of that path, we can see Jesus again. Turning toward Jesus with his light to guide us, we don't always exactly know where we are going or where we'll end up. But we do know the way. Jesus is the way. With the grace of Jesus and restored relationships to guide us, we travel together toward an uncertain future. Secure not in the destination, secure not in the end but secure in each other and secure in the grace of Jesus to guide us.